I tried to meditate probably 12 months ago and I went in with it thinking, oh, this is for gurus, but I'll give it a crack. You know, <laughs> I had this picture in my head. I was like, I see these people just sitting there and humming and I thought, you know, I'll give it a crack. And I already failed before I even started. Yeah, you know, right. I went in with the mindset of, ah. but if I went in with the mindset of going, you know, I'm feeling anxious, I'm mm-hmm. feeling overwhelmed, I need a tool to actually help me calm down, mm. would have been totally different. Mm. You know what I mean? And same as goal setting. People going with the front, you know, the mindset of, uh, if this doesn't work first time, it's 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 broken. Yeah. And I tell people, goal setting is does not guarantee success. Mm. All it does is improve your odds. Because once you know what you need to do and where you're going, you and you implement action, the chances of you actually doing something, it's it's it's, it's common sense. It mm. increases dramatically. Welcome to the WP Elevation Podcast, the show where we help WordPress consultants turn their passion into a profitable business. Thanks for joining in the conversation. Our feature guest this week is Adam Yelich from My Goals. That's spelt M-I-G-O-A-L-S. My Goals is an Australian company that makes stationary, that's right, physical product that helps you set and achieve your goals. They've gone from side hustle in Adam's shed to now having product in over 400 retail outlets around the world and a booming online business. And listen, getting what you want out of life is actually a lot simpler than you might think. You just need to write down what it is you want and then take actions every single day to move towards those goals. It's a lot simpler in theory than it is to execute. And one of the big problems is consistency. And I'm guilty of that. So we speak to Adam about that and uh, I selfishly pick his brain and try to get him to help me form some new habits so that I can be consistent with my goal setting. I hope you're comfy and you're in uh, the mood for a real treat. This is a fabulous episode with Adam from My Goals. Stay with us. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I have a quick favour to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes at wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Or if you're not an Apple user, you can get us on Stitcher Radio at wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. And please, if you are on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results and get the show in front of a wider audience. And we love your feedback and we read all of the reviews. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. G'day folks, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast and I'm very excited to have with me live here in the studio from My Goals, Adam Yelich. Hey Adam, how are you? Good, yourself Troy? I'm very well, thank you. I think we've done this a few times. We now, it's just, um, we're, we're getting you know, seasoned at We're this. getting good at it. <laughs> we just did a live stream show on our Facebook uh, page this morning um, and now we are actually live streaming the recording of the podcast as well, so it's very exciting. Uh, for those that don't know, please explain who is Adam Yelich and what are you doing here? Okay, so I'm the founder of a stationary, empowering stationary brand called My Goals. Um, so basically, it started back in 2010. I've come here to talk about goal setting and talk about my journey to sort of, you know, establishing the business and also my experience with goal setting and how it's helped me progress and, and, and get to where I am today. Awesome. So the obvious question is, how does a young man like yourself get interested in goal setting in the first place? It, it sort of it, it goes way before 2010. So I remember, you know, watching the commencement speech that Steve Jobs said and he said connecting the dots. So I connect the dots going back to when I was 16 years old. 
So 16 years old, I've got these aspirations of being a professional athlete, professional soccer player. Mm. Um, everything's going well. And, and to get the edge, I, I'm, I'm looking around, how can I get the edge on these players? How can I sort of, you know, make sure that I get to that level? And sort of goal setting popped up. And it was around the same time that I read a book by the late Jim Steins called The Hero's Journey. Mm. And that, the whole process of it, you know, going through fear, obstacles, um, wanting to escape the ordinary and do something in your life, it resonated with me mm. and, and and it sort of made sense from a logical perspective. This is what I want to do and this is how I need to get there. Um, so goal setting from an early age made sense to me and I started implementing the practices um, and I was quite fortunate um, that I enjoyed the process. And, and, and prior to that as well, I was studying graphic design, so connecting creativity mm. um, with goal setting you know, and, and then, you know, fast forward 10 years and I've created a stationary business Wow! because I wasn't, you know, t- typically that interested in stationary. But just connecting the dots, it made sense. Yeah. Did you grow up in a very kind of goal-oriented family? No. Right. <laughs> no. So, so, so my background is um, European parents, um, Croatian background, and typically what I grew up was go to school, get good grades, go to university, and get a good job. So very safe. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, always being told you need money to make money, you need to know people. So there's always these limiting barriers. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was sort of, you know, everyone around me, peers, friends, it was just everyone was playing the safe game. It was mm. just like, okay, they would get good jobs. They would, you know, start a local business and and do well. But I want to do something more. And mm. I, would, I remember watching TV and seeing, you know, business people, um, you know, actors, um, athletes, and they were sort of doing something extraordinary with their life. Mm. And I thought, why can't that be me? Mm. And then when I would sort of, you know, think out loud, everyone would be like, hey, stop dreaming, Adam. You're a dreamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get back to reality. Yeah. So I think I went through a stage where it was just like, you can't, you know what I mean? You know, you know I, was, I was always battling against the people around me to say, you know, it's possible to do something. Yeah. So, you know, talking about entrepreneurship, I didn't have my first job till I was 19 and I was working part-time. So I wasn't that person, you know, throwing newspapers or doing the newspaper run or setting up, you know, stalls or anything. This was just about me wanting to prove to myself that it's possible to do something mm. and wanting to go on that journey. So when did you decide that you were going to let go of the – perceived security of full-time work and go out and do your own thing? Well, it, I first tried to do it with soccer. So being a professional athlete, that was the first outlet. That was right. the first escape from it. So that was my hope. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But then it took me a few years. I went, I sort of succumbed to the pressures around me. So mm. after not, you know, achieving my goal to be a professional athlete, I go to university, you know, I quickly drop out. So I started a health science degree and this is not for me. I drop out and then I chop and change jobs. I go from being a personal trainer to selling photocopiers, you know, to, <laughs> to doing telemarketing. So wow. I chop and change just to sort of get by. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. My parents told me, you know, see, it doesn't work out. It's really hard. And then I just sort of went back into my show. Yeah. And then what happened was there was this like festering in me. It was, you know, starts about, you know, starts off being like this, like I can do so much better. And then mm. it sort of, you know, festers and, and it builds into this anger. Mm. And what am I doing with my life? I've got all these ideas and I've got all these things I want to do, but I'm, I'm too, you know, too scared to actually go out there and, and try. Mm. It got to a point where I started the business in 2010 and I caught my fucker ear because mm. everything up until then, you know, it was all safe and, you know, I was just um, a kid just, you know, getting by and, and working. And then all of a sudden in 2010 I, I get married, I get a mortgage, so we buy a block of piece of land and mm-hmm. I've got, got a mortgage now. Um, I start my goals. Wow. And then also we work out a few months later that we're having our first child. Wow. So all of a sudden I've had, you know, I've been all like, oh, you know, just, oh, just you know, just get through and then all of a sudden I've had this year, it's just like, shit, I'm really in the deep end now. I've got a family to support, I've got a mortgage to pay and I'm trying to start a business. Yeah, yeah. So it was like it hit me. 
And um, but it was an exciting thing, and and I quickly proved to myself early on, um, in the process of building my goals, that you know people are willing to listen if you have got something to show. Mm. Um, dude, it's a very similar journey. I basically went out on my own as a freelancer, uh, as my fiance was at university studying full time to be a psychologist. We'd just taken out a mortgage and bought an apartment. We were planning for a wedding, uh, and I was yeah. shitting myself. I didn't yeah. know how I was gonna. Um, survive. Do you find that you work well when your back's against the wall and you're under that kind of pressure? Look, I like my comfort zone. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I do like being in the comfort zone. Um, but I understand as well, you know, being uncomfortable is part of it. And, yeah. and we went through a stage, even with the business, you know, 2014, fast forward, it, when we really grew the business, it was this, again, a similar situation where three months, we called it the hardest three months of our lives. Mm. My second child was about to be born. We've moved into our house. So we've built this owner builder, right? So we've actually had to manage all the tools and wow. everything. And, and we've finally moved in, no furniture. My wife goes in for a um, Caesar. Yep. So she's out of action. Yep. I've started a new full time role because I've still. You know, my goals is still a side hustle. Wow. And then all of a sudden we get about 20,000 products drop into my garage because we didn't have an office. <laughs> we're working, me and my business partner working full time. And we're like, shit, this is, you know, we have, we've, got, we've got about two weeks. And, and back in the day what we used to do, we used to print locally here in Melbourne mm-hmm. and we'd get the product and we'd have to unsleeve it and then repackage it and put a sticker on it. So we, we're doing everything the long way. We're writing out all our online orders with hand, by hand, and all of a sudden it got to a point where I was like, well, this, this is too much. Mm. You know, I'm looking after the family. I'm starting a job. I'm trying to get all these orders out. But in hindsight, that was the months that we actually took the next steps in the business and we grew. Mm. And from that point onwards, we developed this thing, you know, you know, get uncomfortable. I mean, yeah. get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and we, we keep telling ourselves if we're feeling too comfortable, then we're not growing enough. Yeah. Then, we, you know what I mean, we need to start stepping up. How do you – I just want to park here for a second because the whole being uncomfortable – being comfortable in the uncomfortability, yeah. Um, a lot of that's mindset, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to, and you've spoken about this. You've been here for a couple of hours this morning, and I've heard you say a couple of times now. You've got to coach yourself through it. You've got to get that coach in your head, and that 100%. probably comes from your days of playing soccer and yeah. doing athletic work. What What are some of the things that you say to yourself when you feel like you're really uncomfortable and you feel like you've bitten off more than you can chew? There's been several times where I've nearly walked out of this video studio going, yeah. what the hell am I doing here? I've bitten off more than I can chew. I'm just going to, you know, chuck it all in because I'm overwhelmed. I actually feel overwhelmed yeah, with yeah. all the shit that needs to be done. What are some of the things that you say to yourself to get you get yourself through those moments? I mean, there's, you know, a couple of quotes that always pop up, you know what I mean? There was this thing that I went through was, it's possible. I mm-hmm. kept saying, it's, it's possible, you know what I mean? And just talking to myself, it's possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it was also, you know, that, that the simple one, I may not be there, but I'm closer than I was yesterday. So it's just like mm-hmm. getting back into a mindset, I can't be bothered doing anything, but what can I do? Just a simple task mm-hmm. that's going to help me progress. And, then, you know, you might be having a shit day, but, you know, on those shit days, that's what counts. If you go to the gym on a shit day, yeah. then you're doing something. It's 100%. easy to go when, it's, when you're feeling good, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, you, you know, walk out of bed and you feel great and you go to the gym and go, yeah, I'm, I'm doing really well. But yeah. on those crap days, yeah. that's when it counts. That's right. Because we're all going to have crap days. Yeah. And, we, you know, no one's different. We're, we're wired quite, you know, very, very similar. Yeah. Um, so you just got to, you know, train your mind. Okay, I'm having a bad day, but what can I do? What's one simple thing that I can do so I don't waste this full day? Mm. Or if you're having a bad day, just just take it in and go, you know, I'm having a bad day and I'm just going to yeah. do nothing. Just own it. Yeah, own yeah. It. yeah, yeah. So you start the business in 2010 mm-hmm. and it's a, for those that don't know, oh, let me just, uh, for those that are just listening to the podcast, well, maybe you should come over and check out the video because it, it, this is actually what we're talking about here. Well, this is one of the products that we're yep. talking about here. This is the My Goals Gold Digger um, uh, journal uh, or planner. It's a, a weekly um, planner and goal setting tool, uh, which is fantastic. I'm going to talk about 
my journey with this and my inconsistency and hopefully Adam's going to straighten me out and help me become a more <laughs> successful user of the tool because I love it. It feels amazing. It looks beautiful. It's beautifully designed. Um, this is just one of the products that you've got. Uh, so this in 2010, you start the business. This comes later. Mm-hmm. At what point do you then say, hey, this is a thing. I'm going to chuck in the full-time job and, and go full-time in the business. Well, here's the thing about starting a, a business based around diaries. It's a seasonal thing, right? So qu- quite early on, I realized, okay, this is seasonal. I've got, um, you know, our core product is a planner or a diary. Um, and so for the first few years, you're essentially selling for four to six months mm-hmm. and then it goes quiet. So that was one of the challenges that we had to overcome and mm. and, and, and it took a few years um, introducing non-dated products. So that was one of the things where we had to introduce more products. Otherwise, just relying on one specific product, it, it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, so it took a few years, and and what I tell people is I went through each of the stages. I went from you know this is a passion project. I want mm-hmm. to create a product to help myself mm-hmm. for myself, and then it morphs into a little bit of a side hustle, and then it morphs into a full time thing. Mm-hmm. So it took it took about five years to actually get into full time. Wow. Yeah. So you know the transition. We start first year. We we I print off eight hundred products, basically doing majority of everything on my own. I got my business partner, who's not my business partner at that stage, but he's doing you know the he's doing the graphic design and helping me, you know, set up that website and do stuff like that. But it just slowly morphs every year, organically grows. Mm. And it's like, okay, what other products can we do to, to help ourselves grow? Mm. Um, and now you're in 400 stores? Yeah, roughly around 400 stores at one time. So um, we've got a sales agent throughout the US. So we've got products throughout the US, wow. um, th- products throughout Europe, um, Australia, New Zealand. Um, we're looking to grow into Southeast Asia. So there's all these different markets that we're looking to grow into. Um, online's picking up um, corporate market as well. Is something that we're sort of venturing out into, mm-hmm. customizing products for the corporate market. Are the products different for different cultures? Like, do, do, do we get the same products here that they we get do. in the states and in the UK? At this stage, we do. Right. So they, they're quite um, they're, they're the same products, but definitely going into an Asian market. Mm. Um, further we go, we might be looking to tweak things. Yeah. 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 Um, who was the first hire? Who was the first person that you hired full-time to come in the business? Um, it was actually one of the interns. Um, right. So this is probably two years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name was Bianca and she came on as a marketing coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, And prior to that, we've got a, a young bloke who's been there from, from day one, Daniel. Um, he, we call him the operations manager. Right. And he helps with packing, customer service. So he's been, he's actually, he was probably the first person. And he helped from those garage days, so he's been through the whole process. Awesome. Straight out of high school, got a first job. You know, wow. Alex's cousin, business partner, it's his cousin, and um, he's been fantastic. Great. Um, so now a lot of people watching uh, this will be digital people. They mm-hmm. will love their apps. They'll love the iPad. They'll love using things like Trello and Asana yeah. to manage their to-do list. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with all the tech, as we've spoken about. So... Talk us through it. What actually is the core product that My Goals offers? It's our uh, planners, but specifically the Gold Digger Planner. So this is like the piece de resistance. This is the the one that we've combined all our products into this one actionable planner. Mm. Um, and the idea behind it was to really create a book that would serve as like a coach. Um, and we and we looked at the the process. You know, we've had planners in the past, but this one's quite specific in the fact that every month you're asked to sort of reflect on the month that was work out your wins, your losses, and also start actioning that, you know, refocus, regroup. Because typically like a coach would, each month you'd go see a coach and, and they'll go, you know, you know, tell us about your wins, tell us about your month, what did you do well, what can you improve on? So we've actually created sections each month mm. to help people stop, pause, 
and and relook at it and go, okay, what do I need to do? Because otherwise, what tends to happen is people set a goal at the start of the year, and they just lose track of it. Life mm. takes over, and distractions come into play, and they just keep going and going and, and never take the time to actually pause. And we've got this little cinema, um, like acronym RAM, R A M, mm-hmm. and it's reflect, acknowledge, move. So once a month, that's the whole process. You know, reflect on the month that was, acknowledge the wins, the losses, the lessons, and then plan to move ahead. Mm, I like it. I yeah. like it a lot. Something simple, yeah. Uh, because you can set goals at the start of the year, mm-hmm. and by September, you've forgotten what they are. Yeah, hundred percent. And what? Why is that? What is it? Just because life is so busy and so. there's so much noise coming at yeah, us? Yeah, I think so. And I think we're we're, we're overstimulated. We generally what tends to happen is we you know something new pops up and. Oh, I'll try that. We're looking for a quick fix, mm. and we don't realize that you know it takes a lot of lot of lot of work, a lot of willpower, a lot of you know going back and forth and going you know this is what I'm going to stick to because mm. it's easier to just start something new in the mm. hope that that might work. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's right. In the hope that that'll fix yeah. the problems that we're trying to solve, and we'll never fix the problem <clears throat> fully. We're always no. going to have our distractions. We're going to always fall back. Yeah, but the the, the idea is to manage it. That's right, and to and to make it. Part of your life. Yeah. It's really interesting. I was watching um, a show last night on the ABC. For those of you who don't live in Australia, we're in the middle of yet another political crisis here in Australia. Our, our uh, Prime Minister has been turfed out by his own party for like the sixth time in yeah, the last ridiculous. 10 years this has happened. It's a banana republic. Um, however, one of our former premiers of Victoria, Jeff Kennett, was on the television last night and he said the problem he thinks at the moment is that Australia is a country that lacks vision and lacks direction, mm-hmm. and that's why this keeps happening to uh, the Prime Minister. They keep getting turfed out because it's basically a it's a, it's a um, popularity contest. Yeah. He said if the country had a very clear vision and a very clear direction, this wouldn't happen because your behaviour, and I've found this since we introduced the idea of kind of vision and values into our company, is that our behaviour now is in alignment with our values 100%. and also in alignment with the common vision that we're heading towards. Um, and I think if you are very, if you're clearer about your vision, mm-hmm. then it's easier to set goals because yeah. the goal either gets you closer to that vision or yeah. it distracts you. Right? Exactly. And you work backwards, you know, having yeah. that clear vision. And it's, you know, I, I go through, you know, obviously I write it down, but also, you know, throughout a week I might, you know, type something into my, you know, notes on, on my Apple, on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I still use my iPhone and I'm like, mm-hmm. right, what's my vision? I ask myself that question. What am I actually doing? What mm-hmm. am I actually trying to achieve? Just constantly trying to remind myself because there's a fact there was, um, you know, I remember reading, you know, on average, a human brain has about 50,000 thoughts per day. Wow. And I keep reminding myself of that because that's it's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah. And I keep saying, what do I, I just need to keep reminding myself of the positive things and the things that I'm actually aiming for. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to get lost with those other 50,000 thoughts. So I keep, it's like a numbers game. It's like yeah, yeah, the more yeah. I tell myself, the more I remind myself, the better my chances are. Yeah. The better you know, decisions I'm going to make based on that. Yeah. There's a great quote, and I can't remember who it's by, but there's a great quote that Simon and I referenced recently on one of our training videos, and the quote is, um, I'm paraphrasing here, and the quote is something like, um, if you don't have a master plan for your life, you risk falling into other people's plans, and guess what they have planned for you? Not much. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you are choosing your future, otherwise 100%. other people otherwise will Otherwise you'll live someone else's future. Correct, that's and you, right. And you'll be working with someone else and their vision. Yeah. We've all got the opportunity to go out there and do the things that we want and we just have to realise that. Um, yeah. it, it might not work, we might fail, and that's okay. That's yeah. part of the path. Why do you think my wife is – I'm going to call her out here. She's going to kill me for this, but I'm going to call her out. She's, she will freely admit this. She is terrible at goal setting. Yeah. Why do you think some people struggle to set goals? I think they go in with the wrong mindset. About goal setting, they think it's 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 um, it's like meditation. I'll give you an example. Um, I tried to meditate probably twelve months ago, 
And I went in with it thinking, oh, this is for gurus, but I'll give it a crack. You know, <laughs> I had this picture in my head. I was like, I see these people just sitting there and humming. And I thought, you know, I'll give it a crack. And I already failed before I even started. Yeah, you know, right. I went in with the mindset of, uh, but if I went in with the mindset of going, you know, I'm feeling anxious, I'm mm. feeling overwhelmed, I need a tool to actually help me calm down, mm. would have been totally different. Mm. You know what I mean? And same as goal setting, people going with the front, you know, the mindset of, uh, if this doesn't work first time, it's 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 broken. Yeah. And I tell people, goal setting is does not guarantee success. Mm. All it does is improve your odds because once you know what you need to do and where you're going, you and you implement action, the chances of you actually doing something, it's it's it's, it's common sense. It mm. increases dramatically. Mm. So if you're going with the whole mindset of goal setting, it's just a tool. Just use it as a tool and just use it. Go tell yourself, I'm overwhelmed. Um, I don't really have direction. So what can I do about it? Okay, let's set a goal and actually focus on something that I that that I'm passionate about and tick off those tasks and actually work towards something. Yeah. All right, awesome. I want to dig in a little bit deeper here because I'm basically selfishly here. I'm mm-hmm. going to use the time that I have with you to hopefully you can coach me through becoming a better <laughs> user of this bloody gold digger planner because I, as we opened it before, and uh, you can see that I'm very inconsistent in mm-hmm. using it. I haven't had it very long. I've only had a couple of months, but... Um, In July, when I first got it, I started using it, you know, religiously, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I disappeared for a few days, which is okay. Mm -hmm. The next week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, then I did did my monthly review, albeit very briefly, for July. Then I kind of set my goals for August, and then... I first week of August, I used it on Friday. Second week, I used it Monday, Tuesday, and I haven't used it since. I went missing. So okay. tell me, what what is is there like a nightly routine or a morning routine, or is there something I can do to remind myself that this is a thing that yep. I should be leveraging and I should be relying on and using to help me stay consistent, or am I just a lazy bastard? No, you're not a lazy <laughs> bastard. And I can tell you, look, uh, I struggle with the same things. You know what I mean? It's stop and start. That's okay. I mean, one of the things I would recommend is is setting time aside. So blocking some time on a Sunday night, let's plan the week ahead. Let's, mm. let's really get on top of it and, and, and really work out what am I working towards that's going to help me accomplish those big goal, big goals that I've set. Mm. So Sunday night, block out a time, you know, six to seven, whatever it may be, and just plan the week ahead. Just mm. get all that out of, you know, get clear. And you'll realise you'll go to sleep feeling feeling in control. Yeah. You'll be like, you know what, I've got my shit sorted. Yep. This is going to be a good start to the week. I've put in, you know, the task that I want to focus on. I've put all my appointments in. I'm ready to go. And and, and already you've started with momentum. You've yeah. already started with making some progress yeah. as opposed to hoping that you'll just use it on a Monday morning. Set a set, you know, time block it. Yeah. Pick one night. I think that's what happens. I think I, I come to work and I try and use it in the morning yeah. and what the prop, the mistake I make is I sit down in front of my computer yeah. and I open Distractions. The, the gold digger and all of a sudden I'm checking email, yeah. I'm on Facebook because there's notifications going off and I don't use it. Yeah. So I need to st- – I need to so, – so okay, so think about using it the night before on a Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, Sunday night. Yep. Okay, what else? What's next? <laughs> Sunday night in, in, and in terms of – and then work, make small progress. Right. Get into, get into the habit of ticking off things in terms of making that momentum. You know what I mean? I remember speaking to someone and she got overwhelmed and this girl was talking to me. It was like, oh, I have all these things to do on my to-do list and I only tick off, you know, one or two things and I'm a failure. And I said, look, go back to basics. Yeah. You know, start with the number one thing that you can do on a day-to-day basis that's got to take you close, the key main tasks. Yeah. And if all you tick off for that day is that main task, you've made progress. That's a good thing. Yeah. You know, that really yeah. important thing. And you do that across the week. There's five key things that you've ticked off. It could be a report. It could be a marketing initiative, a strategy, whatever it may be. But focus on that one key thing that's going to actually, you know, make progress. Yeah. 
I mean, I find it's I, – I heard Tim Ferriss say once that he tries to do three mission-critical tasks a day. Yeah. Right? I'm, I find it hard to get one mission-critical task done well, a get day. One, get one, start with one. Yeah. And then once you build on that, it's like, you know, this is I'm, – I'm feeling – I've got that momentum, I've got that belief in myself, I'm, I'm, I'm nailing it, let's go to two, mm. let's go to three. You know what I mean? Otherwise, what we tend to do is we overwhelm ourselves. Yeah. It's got this huge task That's and huge right. list. And it's like, oh, where do I start? That's what right. do I do? Just chop and change, try multitask or try switching tasks. And yeah. I, I do it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I struggle with it myself. And then I sometimes go, I have to go back to what is that one thing I need to do today? If that's all I get done, it's positive. I was reading an article on Forbes' uh, website. Um, last night, which, by the way, if anyone from Forbes is listening, that <laughs> website's a horrible bloody experience. <laughs> there are pop-ups and ads everywhere yeah. blocking the content. Uh, sort it out, will you? Anyway, um, I was reading an article, finally got the, got to the article on Forbes magazine last night about uh, 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 tips from top CEOs managing mm-hmm. their to-do list. And one of the, overwhelmingly, all of these CEOs were basically saying they don't use any apps to manage their to-do list. Yeah. Some of them use their email inbox, which I don't love because I don't love email. Yeah. But one of them said something really interesting. He said, I use my memory yeah. because if something is really important, I'm not going to forget it. Yeah. And I, for me, that was like I the, the problem I have with to-do managers like Asana or Todoist or Wonderlist or whatever you want to use. I'm trying Dynalist at the moment, which is like an outline of software. The yeah. problem with all that stuff is you write down all this stuff or you, yeah, yeah. you log all this stuff and then you look at it, you don't know where to start. Yeah, yeah. You, you just feel overwhelmed. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember Oprah talking about it as well and she goes, I mean, imagine Oprah, she's got a huge to lose, especially when she was, you know, filming in that. Mm. And she goes, when I felt overwhelmed and all this anxiety with my, you know, what, what I've got to do, she'll just focus on what do I need to do next. Yeah. And just that one thing. And she'll get that done. Yeah. And then again, it's like, what do I need to do next? And it was it was just a simple talk, self talk that she, you know, would tell herself. Mm. I've got all this stuff to do, but what can I do next? That's got to take me closer. Yeah. And she'll just write that one thing down, work on that, yeah. focus on that, and tick it off. Yeah, yeah. And and um, something I learned from one of my mentors, Taki Moore, he taught me this concept. Uh, well, the, the concept of the Kanban board's been around for a long time, but he taught me recently. He said. You know, you've got a in the in the Kanban board. You've got, <clears throat> and so I've got physical post-it notes up in the office, which yeah. you saw before. You've got the hopper, which is basically the backlog of all the things that you want to work on. Then you've got to do, which is all the stuff that you're going to work on this week. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a column called doing, yeah, and then a column called done. Yeah, he said you can only ever have one thing in the doing column. Yeah. You can only ever be doing one thing at a time. If you're halfway through that task and you need to wait for someone else to come back, you pick it up and you put it back in the to do column. Yeah. You don't leave it in the doing column because you can you cannot be doing more than one thing at a 100%, time. And that's brilliant. And, yeah. then, and that's similar to a product that we've launched, which is uh, like a Eisenhower matrix. So yeah. it's based off a, an ex-president um, from the US and he had developed this thing called the Eisenhower matrix and it was, you know, urgent, mm-hmm. delegate, schedule, and don't do. Mm. And breaking up your to-do list in those simple, you know, segments mm. really helps. You know, yeah. that's, that's one of the products I've been really smashing lately. And it just sort of helps clarify what's important, actually focus on these, what can I schedule, what can I delegate to the other team and right. what don't I want to be doing. And you you also mentioned one of the other products before is the focus pad. Is that the same? That's the focus pad. Right, that's the that's focus a, yeah, pad. So that's a desk help. pad. That's that, a desk pad, An yeah. old school desk pad that yeah. sits on the desk. 100%. Wow. So, and then it goes back to that thing, out of sight, out of mind. That's why, you know, it's really important to have these products in front of you. Yeah. Because even with goal setting, when I first started, the whole idea of putting it into a diary was the fact that I use the diary on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And that will give me a better chance of actually seeing my goals on a day-to-day basis. You're of the generation that I would have imagined kind of skipped physical diaries and stationery altogether. Like why didn't you why didn't you come out with an app to begin with? Why did you come out with physical product? To to be honest, I hated tech. 
Right. I was always I was always last to anything. Um, right. you, know, you know, I still Except don't. Except my wife. You were second to last. She's last to anything. <laughs> Even to this day, I set up an Instagram account. I put maybe 10 posts and haven't touched them right. since. Facebook, I've still got my wedding photo up there. My <laughs> wife sometimes posts randomly, you know. I just, tech just overwhelmed me. Yeah. And yeah. I was always, you know, you know, I remember going even back to my high school days, you know, graphic design. Um, we've got our final, you know, final design pieces to hand in. And I was the only one out of the whole class that decided to do it all hand-drawn. Everyone wow. else went onto computers using Illustrator, Photoshop. Wow. And my business partner was where we grew up together. Right. We were in the same graphics classes. Right. And I just couldn't do it. You know, it just overwhelmed me. There was too many things, you know what I mean? This, this, that, clicking this, click that. And I just went back to basics. Wow. Um, and I've always used a diary and, and notebooks. So I, was, I think I'm just a little bit tech, not tech savvy. So mm. I'm just always stuck to, you know, keeping it really simple. Mm. Uh, we were talking before about the possibility of maybe you guys getting into tech in the future because mm-hmm. it is a huge market. Yeah. But the challenge is how do you replicate something like the ex- the experience of using a physical planner, not in front of the computer, Troy, note to self, don't <laughs> use it in front of the computer. How do you replicate that experience with tech? It's really, it's it's a, it's, it's, a, it's very difficult, isn't it? There's been plenty that have tried and they've raised a lot of money and it hasn't really worked. Mm. And what I was telling you before is a, a lot of people have tried to create this new Facebook for goal setting. And I always felt that it was, it's difficult to actually make that the primary thing mm. uh, because people get distracted and, you know, it, it, they don't tend to use it on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So it's, it's, it's definitely been a challenge. Mm. Um, but something there that, that we are contemplating, we've been contemplating, you know, going into tech for a few years now, but it's just getting it right because mm. we don't want to launch something half-assed and just go, hopefully this works. We, we want to think it through and go, you know, is this, gotta, is this really going to be beneficial to people? Yeah. Um, we were actually talking uh, before the show. We had a we shot a little bit of a behind the scenes video, which you'll be able to find somewhere on one of our social channels. And I was saying, in a perfect world, I would love an iPad app uh, because I do want to stay off the computer as much as I can. I would love an iPad app that pulled in my Google Calendar yeah. events that also allowed me to handwrite with the Apple Pencil, so that I could basically make notes like I do in the in the Gold Digger, but had my daily yeah. events in the Google Calendar. So. Uh, Definitely uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, happens there over the next few years. Um, April Weir is watching on Facebook. Hello, April. Thanks for watching along. April says, and sometimes you use all your creative energy making your plan and there is nothing left for the action. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Interesting. I mean, one thing I can say is spend less time planning. I mean, bring it down, cut back, and instead of planning the full week, plan the next day. Yeah. You know, go back to basics and go just plan the next step. I think one of the big problems that people have, and I know my wife suffers this, and I do as well. I mean, so the problem with the Apple Pencil and the iPad, just to contradict myself now, is I'll start handwriting on the Apple Pencil and I won't like my own handwriting, so I'll rub it out and I'll write it out three or four times. With the physical product and a pen, you can't do that. You just write it down, right? So I think... Perfection, you know, perfection is the murderer of all things good. 100%. Right? So yeah, yeah. We try and plan our week. We try and set our goals. We don't like our own goals. Yeah, we go, yeah. oh, that's rubbish. Yeah. That's not ambitious enough. Or we judge ourselves against other people all the time. How do we, like, the idea is just to set the goals. It's a first draft. It doesn't have to yeah, be perfect. It just to get perfect. it done. And that's the thing. You can always change. And there was remember the quote, we're not trees. So if, if you don't like something, move. Right. Change it. You know what I mean? I, I still <laughs> remember a, that from high school. That's a great quote. I don't know oh, said it, but it a, we're not trees. So if you if you, if you don't like the job that you're in, you don't like you know the relationship you're in, move. Yeah. And we can. And that's the thing. Don't be perfect. I mean, we've had plenty of people buy the product and say, "Oh, I'm scared to write in it." Yeah. 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 This is. Uh, let's go back to just 
being really simple about it and go, this is something that you should get excited. You might make mistakes. We're all going to fail. Yeah. You know, as entrepreneurs and as people in business, people constantly tell us, you know, get used to failing and we're yeah. scared of it. Yeah. I'm scared of it, but I'm starting to understand that it's part and parcel yeah. of what we're doing. I'm more afraid of stagnation than oh, failing these days. And yeah. um, when what we spoke about in the in the previous, you know, what we're chatting about before, where I was talking about that Bonnie Weir, the palliative nurse who was mm. talking about, you know, the number of regrets of people dying, mm. was the fact that they didn't do the things that they wanted to do. Mm. They lived someone else's life, mm. whether it be their parents, their peers. So that that's what scares me. Yeah. If I can look back on my life, at, you know, whenever it's time and go, you know, I went out there and gave it a crack and did the things that actually mean something to me and, and that matter, Yeah. tick. Yeah, that's I'm fantastic. That. Yeah. Um, it is such a beautiful product mm-hmm. that I think maybe the problem is that we don't want to write in it because we don't want to ruin it, you see, but because it's a, it, it's such a beautiful product. <laughs> but the cool thing is, I mean, you know, you know what the cool thing about this? I look at back on back to 2011 and, and the things that I wrote down, it's a time, it's a time capsule. Yeah. It's, yes. you know, this, this is, you know, looking back on a journal and looking back on your diary, when you read back, it's it's something precious. Yeah. And it's and I think it's a it's you don't get that on you know the devices, right. on the That's technology right. devices these days. Or in some cases you might look back and go, What the hell was I thinking yeah. back then? Or you look at the growth you made, the progress you made, yeah. or you know what I mean? That's yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam, this has been fantastic. Uh, Linda Bradley says hello uh, on Facebook and uh, Kathy Tarbox is also watching. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this will be an episode of our podcast that you will be able to find at WPElevation.com. I'm not exactly sure when it is going to be published, the audio of this. Of course, the video is now live here on Facebook, so it, it's out there for the public to see, but the audio will be published shortly. Um, if you're not a subscriber, make sure you get on over to WPElevation.com slash iTunes and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear the audio of this episode when it comes out. Adam, what's coming up for my goals over the next 12 months? What's the plan for 2019? So we've got a couple of exciting collabs that we're about to launch in the next few months. Um, so stay tuned for that. So we're working with some cool um, up and coming or established businesses. So we can't wait to launch that, but also we're looking to transition. Um, you know, there's, there's, you know, my goals isn't just a stationary brand and mm. we want to transition and, and help people across different, you know, times in their lives. And, you know, I've got two young children, so definitely a children's series is on the cards. Mm. Also developing more workshops and content and and, and creating those value-add things that we can, you know, add to this product because the product's one thing, but we want to create a community of gold diggers mm. and people actually taking action on their life. So stay tuned for, you know, definitely the kids, um, but also filtering into different segments as well. Health and fitness is a big thing. Mm. So we're, we're looking at ideas based around the health and fitness market. How can we help people achieve their goals in that market? Well, this is a tricky question, but what's the big vision for my goals? Like if you, if you yeah. said, all right, my goals has yeah. been a successful company yeah. and we've had a great impact on the world, yeah. how will you know when that's happening? The ultimate vision, this is it. So in terms of, we look at markets, you look at, um, you know, the athletics, the leisure wear, and you see Nike, you see the apples. When you think about getting fit, you, you go to a Nike or an Adidas. And in the personal development space, there really isn't one leader. There isn't a, one that's sort of connected with the mass ma- market. It's quite fragmented. Mm. So the idea for my goals is when you decide to you want to be better in your life, you want to do something, you want to achieve a goal, the first port of contact you go to is my goals. Mm. So we'll have you know products, tools, services will be that port of call. And that's the ultimate thing. We'll be essentially the Nike of personal development. In a perfect world, that's that's the ultimate vision. So you'd have these concept stores around the world, and people would go, "Cool, I need to get my life in order. Mm-hmm. Let's go to my goals." And they've got your tools, you got you can book your holidays, you can you know get coaching, you can do all these things. Like we become it. the go-to place. Awesome, great yeah. vision. Hey, uh, Adam Yelich, great for, to have you here. Thank you for spending a few hours with us here in the studio no this morning. Pleasure. It's been awesome. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for having me, and um, yeah, all the best. Awesome. Thanks, Thank my you. friend. Cheers. 
Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast as much as I did. And please visit mygoals.com. That's M-I-G-O-A-L-S.com to keep in touch with Adam and the team and see what they're up to and uh, use their fabulous products to help you set your goals and achieve them. Hey, if you're enjoying the show, please subscribe at iTunes, wpelevation.com slash iTunes. And you can check us out on Facebook and YouTube at all the usual places there. And uh, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the results over at iTunes and get the podcast in front of a wider audience. I look forward to your company again real soon on the podcast. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Go Elevate.